And now, from the dry hills of Santa Clarita, California, it's time for America's least listened to podcast. It's Christianese with your blessing-filled hosts, Jared Burkholder, Dan Satchoff, and Brian Irwin. Thank you, Barb Stout. Was it Barb Stout? Do we give her a last name? I mean, does she have a last name? <clears throat> uh, yeah, she does. Yeah, right. Does she have a last name as a person? She she does have as a, a last human name. person. Yeah, her last name is is Stout, as far as you know. Yeah, thank you, Barb. She's thank great on the Barb. organ. Gosh. Yeah. You know, she she baked me some cookies the other day that that not only spoke to my stomach, it spoke to my soul. Barb made you cookies. Barb did, yeah. She's never made me yeah, cookies. They were they were in the shape of a pipe organ. It was great. Wow. You know, it's interesting because I I notice. Uh, welcome to Christianese, by the way. Um. I, as I've listened back to some of the shows, Barb's organ sound has changed, and she's I re- getting edgier. Well, she is getting edgier, yeah. and I realized that because she originally started on the pipe organ, she got away from that. Now the church bought her a Wandering Genie. It's a Lowry product, right? Right, and it's got the Foxtrot. Uh, she had the guitar the other day. Yeah, she had a guitar. It was pretty amazing. It was good. Brian and I just played footsie, so that got weird quick. Sorry about that. That's weird. <clears throat> Brian, how are you? I'm good. I feel bad. I'm not part of your guys' shoe club. Um, you guys have the same shoes, but different colors on. When so you join the Baptist church, they issue you these <laughs> shoes. Baptist? Yeah. Yeah. You guys are Baptist? Yeah. In name only, yeah. What do you think we were? I don't know anything about religion, so I just assume you're a Christian. Well, well yeah. we're a we're subset, Christian. Brian. Wait, yeah. I didn't realize. Haven't we talked I thought genre? Baptist was its own separate thing, like Catholic. No. It's a denomination within the evangelical Christian world. But we all, a lot of denominations believe the same thing. It's not, I don't think there's a radical difference. Well, between, depends. yeah, it, it, it does depend, but I think. That is a dark rabbit hole that we don't need to go down. That's true. Today. But that's I do true. have a, it, it's, it's, uh, I do have a question for you guys. Yeah, you okay, go for it. it. I would love to. Let's Brian, jump right in, Brian. Well, no, we don't have to. Why don't you guys finish up no, no, what no, you I'm guys done. have and then you I'm have done. a mustache. I can't <laughs> talk to you right now. All right, so. Um, <laughs> is the mustache staying? It's not really. It's just, yeah, it's just the way it is. His, his mustache grew a little bit faster than the beard. Yeah. So yeah. he's, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, he's just, what you know. I'm so I, glad you this find is yourself doing video. creepy things like looking at the neighbors. While I bought an ice cream truck. Late I bought night. an ice cream truck. No, okay. he's, yeah. this isn't a this isn't the criminal look. This is more like <laughs> thank you. This is more no. This is more like he would pull over and be like, "You guys got car trouble?" Like you'd know that he could fix it. <laughs> but don't you think with that stash if he pulled over and said, "You got car trouble," you'd kind of knee jerk like, "He don't yeah. kill me." <laughs> Please stay in your truck, sir. Wow. I think well maybe. Hold on. Hey, I didn't can come you, here to get just, insulted. Can I can go to play? anywhere to get insulted. Can you roleplay? <laughs> hey, I got this big empty carpet roll in the back, sir. Can I help you with Kill something? him first. Okay. <laughs> it rubs the lotion you on the skin. You gotta catch me, Dan. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, so what I was going to ask you, yeah. uh, and I don't, th- I can't remember if we've actually ever uh, discussed this on the show before. I uh, um, am having a little bit of a hard, underst- uh, t- hard time understanding the differences in Christianity, evangelical, fundamentalist. And now I'm finding out that Baptist, I didn't know that. I just mm. thought that was some sort of Southern um, religion. You know what I mean? When I, yeah. you know, when I hear about Southern Baptist, I just yeah. assumed that that's what that meant. I didn't realize that there was these uh, different, uh, what, I don't know what you guys would call them. but Denominations, uh, denominations. Well, Brian, um, this is providential because in October... <laughs> October 31st is not only Halloween, it's also Reformation Day, where we cast our mind back to 1531 when Martin Luther nailed the 95 theses to the door at Castle Church in Wittenberg. That's theses, not feces. <laughs> just so you know, Brian, because I know sometimes this kind of stuff throws you, I'm just telling you right now. It's not the 13 theses. 
Okay. Not, not yeah. even 95. That would be... Yeah. That's that's a wheelbarrow load, at <laughs> least. Yes. I just want to know when you yell at me for being a pagan and celebrating the devil. What so. is it we decided that you were... I forgot. We The the name oh, for the you? Acronym? No, you guys have to come what up for that? one. You have no, we had, we had one. It was... Oh, I, you I, came up with it. I can't remember. We'll have to listen back, and because I was going to write a jingle for it at some point. Never, you know. Two, there's two rules in in, in America right now. One, <laughs> stay off the internet, and two, never re-listen to your own podcast. That's Those true. are two things you're not <laughs> supposed to. T- That's true. That's true. Stay well, so far I'm good. Stay on off the internet and, and never listen, listen to your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever listen? Because no. you've done a I bunch. Told, right? I told you. Yeah, you've I never? do too many podcasts. No, I. I when you I, spread I'm, yourself when far I'm done, no. But my attitude is like, whatever happened. It happened. It happened. And we're moving on, folks. Can I just confess, though, that especially like with episode one, you I you listen to so it and amazed. look at yourself in the mirror? Well, yeah. <laughs> while, while stroking my mustache. <laughs> you, wait a minute. You listen was a to great, it and look at yourself in the mirror. That was a great point, Jared. Uh, <laughs> if I may say wow. so, Jared. <laughs> Jared, the, your the point mirror. was so well made. Wow. <laughs> uh, Pastor of the year, I think. Hmm. <laughs> Get, get my own parking spot. Man, we're cracking we ourselves up. I, I know. Don't, I don't care what America. I don't need anybody else. Um, well, no, exp- I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Finish your explanation because that's a great. That's a great question about. Uh, I just, I'm just trying to understand. Yeah, you know, and it. the reason why I bring that up is because again, we, it seems like everything we talked about talk about always seems to kind of um, come from what's going on in our in our in our climate mm-hmm. in in the in in the world. And I think that um, from a non Christian perspective, it seems like. Uh, you hear a lot about the negativity of evangelicals, and we kind of, you know, poked fun at a few of them. I think yeah. on one of the other episodes, but some of the things that they speak, and I always say to you guys, well, how come more of the good ones aren't trying to f- aren't trying to step over the bad ones because the bad ones are not doing you any favors? But it seems like the evangelical word is used more often than not within our culture right now as the ones that seem to be way off base and seem to be, you know turning a blind eye to a lot of stuff in the world. So I didn't, un- I don't understand what the difference between evangelical uh, fundamentalist or just calling yourself a Christian or a Baptist. I don't really understand that world and, and how it all plays in your world and how you, I, how you guys see it. That's how I see it as an yeah. outsider. I'm curious how you guys see all that's this. That's a great question. I think we should take some time and unpack that even though we had other things that because no. I think that's a really good and oh, I think so a lot of people you're blaming me for changing the topic. No, no, I just no. wanted to ask wow. you a question. No, I'm actual, out of here. You know, I'll be, up with a plan. I would have and, left um, if you didn't tell me to close it. You hear that toilet flushing? That's our plan. The actual topic that's was fine. football, but I guess okay. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. Football. Is the caller there? Uh yeah, go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Um so Brian, can I give you a can I give you a little little survey of history here? I'm going to miss a lot of pieces here because this is just off the top of my head. But historically, coming out of the book of Acts in the Bible, there was one church, right? Church that was founded in Rome and other places um, that adhered to the teaching of the apostles. So the guys who had walked with Christ were kind of the the pillars of the church. They started, you kind of fast forward, there were some, I would say, perversions of what the Bible actually talked about. And the Roman Catholic Church kind of sprung out of that um separate from from the what we would call the evangelical church they certainly didn't call them they would just call themselves the church back then so there weren't like all the divisions that you see now didn't exist in the early church it was like hey we're just the christian church in fact they were kind of known um they would ask are you a follower of the way as the way, in the way of yeah. jesus um so the roman catholic church came to kind of 
hold to these these teachings about um, what we would call works based salvation. Man, I'm really butchering this. Sorry. No, you're I'm, not. I'm just doing great. You should dumb it down for p- people like me. So okay. don't. If you get too in depth, if you notice I'm nodding off, it's that, you that happens often. With people, whenever I talk to people, there's always so at least in a one. way I'm yeah. helping you help me help, help you. me help you. That's right. So <clears throat> we'll fast forward uh, over a lot of history to kind of the the formalization of the Roman Catholic Church, and the Roman Catholic Church kind of took as their position that you need the work of Jesus to save you from your sin, which has been a historical belief of the church. But you also need, so the work of Jesus saves you initially, that's kind of how you get into the club, but then you got to do these things, they call them sacraments, in order to to remain Christian and to be Christian all the way to the end and be saved. So, so in essence, then it becomes not only Jesus, but your works too that lead to salvation, eternal life with God. That's this is right. whose deal? This is Catholic, Roman Catholic, Catholic. Church. Yeah. Um, so, and you've grown up around Catholicism, right? So the things like going to confession, going to mass, um, taking the Eucharist, bread, eating the fake bread thing, and whatever the that, wine, yeah. yeah, cardboard, the Eucharistic meal, cardboard, yeah. <laughs> um, marriage is actually a sacrament with them. Becoming a priest is a sacrament. So there's all these things that you can do to kind of maintain your status quo as a Christian, and for a Catholic inherently it's, it's a scale system, right? You want your good deeds to outweigh your bad deeds. And hopefully in the end, your good deeds do, in fact, outweigh your bad deeds. If not, you go to purgatory where you can kind of pay off your debt and then hopefully skip over to the magic kingdom of heaven, right? Disneyland. Disneyland, but in eternal. The eternal happiest Disneyland. place not on earth. Yeah. That's what it's called. Where there's no children screaming. None. And the bathroom, there's no line. No leashes. There's no leashes. That's right. Nobody gets lost. The turkey legs are free all the time. Absolutely. Uh, around the time of Martin Luther, there was a guy um, named Johann Tetzel who was trying to raise money for the Catholic Church and began to sell these things called indulgences. And indulgences were this piece of paper that said, you sinned, here's a forgiveness for your sin, you give me money, I give you this, you're free. Right? So I could shoot you in the face, and then go, you know, I shouldn't have shot Brian in the face. I'm going to go down to Tetzel, and I'm going to give him some money, and he's going to give me a piece of paper that says I'm forgiven for my sin. This was a fundraising gimmick for the Roman Catholic Church. Buying your way into heaven. And they had a, he had a line that he would say that when a coin in the coffer rings, a soul from purgatory springs. You can not only forgive your own sins, but also the sin of your family and get them out of heaven, or get them out of purgatory and get them into heaven. Martin Luther, who was a young monk... And this is taking a long time. That's no, good. I'm gonna fast take your time. No, take let me let me go to at least 16 times speed here. Uh, Martin Luther was a young monk, was reading his Bible and hearing what the Roman Catholic Church was doing and saying these totally don't jive. This does not match what the Bible says at all about what it means to be saved or to be a follower of Christ. And so he wrote up kind of these statements delineating things that the Roman Catholic Church were doing that were kind of in opposition to what the Bible said. He called them, there were 95 of them, there were theses, or he was asserting something, and he nailed them to the door of the castle church in Wittenberg, which to us sounds like really terrifying, but that was a place you posted an announcement. So it wasn't like me nailing something to Dan's door, even though Dan couldn't even open his door to let us in this morning. <clears throat> My wife has the keys. I apologize. <laughs> that makes sense, actually. It's always safe to lock yourself That's from right. the inside and the outside. <laughs> That's so right. that, you know, I Dan, I'm going grocery shopping. I'm taking the keys fire, with me. Look, it, in, case there's the, in case the purge happens, I want to be safe. I don't want anybody getting into this house. So when you, so when the purge happens, you just open up the window and you're like, do you guys have a key? No? Well, I guess I'm not going to today because yeah, I can't shoot. help you. You're not coming in to kill me Once today. again, you've poked a hole in my whole plan, Brian. Thank you. Continue, Jared. Um, so, fast forwarding, Luther 
nailed these theses and that kind of started a dialogue and it ended up leading to what's called the Reformation, where Protestants split away from the Catholic Church and the big kind of, the five big points, but really the big one was that you're not saved by what you do, you're saved by grace through faith. It's a gift that God gives. So now we've kind of separated, we have the Roman Catholic Church and we have Protestant evangelicalism. Um, because we're people and we're just not very good at life and we sometimes struggle to get along even though we shouldn't, like we've talked about the last few episodes, uh, sometimes there would be minor disagreements or even sometimes major disagreements within the umbrella of Protestant evangelicalism where people would have a different conclusion about what the Bible says or they would have a different application of how to take something the Bible says and what that should look like in daily life or church life. And so different denominations were formed. So the Methodists are different than the Baptists that are different than the Presbyterians or different than the Anabaptists or different Lutherans. than the non-denominational than the Lutherans. Um, and if you know, you think about those fractures happening, the, the farther you go into history, kind of the sometimes the wider the gap between those denominations. So if we all started kind of in one thing, there's a fracture, and that fracture can grow a little bit generation after generation as people become kind of more entrenched in their differences. But largely, um, Protestant evangelicalism is that umbrella where we would say that you're saved by grace through faith. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what's a fundamentalist? A fundamentalist can be in any religion. So a fundamentalist is somebody who takes the original, I, I think, would take the original texts and say it means what it says. It, fundamentalists t- are usually self-proclaimed fundamentalists, right? So yeah. they're saying, we believe these are the fundamentals of our faith, right. and we adhere to them more stringently than anybody else. So that's true in Islam. There are fundamental so Mormons. It's, so it's considered Judaism. the extreme, most extreme can be. interpretation yeah. of... It can't be, or... Or, or the uh, most stringent or strenuous. A literal yeah. interpretation. Yeah. For in, the most part. Yeah. So fundamentalist isn't like a necessarily a denomination. Some people would just identify themselves as that because they would say, we they hold, want you to know how hard they really hold to the fundamentals. Yeah. And I grew up in that background. And yeah. what's Baptist? So Baptists are those who in, get ready for this word, in uh, contradistinction. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Does he have a word of the day uh, calendar? I think that, he did. Is that where they came from? They do. Okay. Contradistinction. <laughs> I don't even know if I use that Isn't right. Isn't that the thing that happened with Ronald Reagan? <laughs> I got to be honest, you guys lost me at Contra. <laughs> Wasn't ahead. that a video game too, hey. Contra? Yeah. yeah. Um, Baptists are those who would hold to baptism by immersion. This is really getting into the theological weeds here. But um, so the, the church has always, going back to the time of John the Baptist and the ministry of Christ himself, baptized people. Baptism symbolized cleansing, Mm -hmm. and it also symbolized kind of identification with Jesus, that I'm somebody who's a follower of Jesus, he's he's done the saving work in my life. There's different ways to baptize, different modes of baptism. So Mm -hmm. Catholics have sprinkled, um, Lutherans, Presbyterians, Episcopalians, Methodists have kind of picked up on that method. Uh, Baptists said there's there's historical precedent and probably even some reason in the text of the Bible Uh that the way this should look is that you go all the way under the water. It's kind of the, that's the symbolism that you see like in Romans chapter six. Um, And so they said, we're people who don't sprinkle. We, we push people all the way under, which, you know, when you look back, seems like a silly reason to split and start a denomination, but there were other things kind of wrapped up in that as well. Yep. But to your point, evangelicalism you're right. Sometimes does, and as as you make your way through history, certain certain words have connotations that sometimes you have to try to escape too. Because I know when I first started going to our church, Grace, yeah. our pastor said, "Hey, 
Uh, and it wasn't even a cognizant thing, but he started using the term Christ follower. So instead of saying, hey, I'm an evangelical or I'm a, even a Christian, because certain things end up having a big barrier. So if you if somebody asks you about your faith and you say, I'm an evangelical or I'm a fund, fundamentalist, you know what I mean? Which, like you said, Jared, people would, would probably give themselves those 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 kind of names in terms of a fundamentalist. But um, very often I'll use the term Christ follower because that then it doesn't have as much negative baggage with it. You know, sometimes evangelical can have a lot of... Yeah, I think post-2016, when most people hear evangelical, they think Trump supporter. And like, that's not... That's not what it should mean. And so if, in fact, that term comes to equate that, then we have to find a, another term. The word evangel is a Greek word that means gospel or good news. Yeah. So identifying somebody as, a, as an evangelical means somebody who believes in the good news of the gospel is that which saves. But, you know, if a term takes on a, a cultural meaning that, like, <laughs> evangelical means you support Trump, then those of us, like we talked about, who don't do that, need to find a, a different well and term. not only that, that sometimes too but you also don't want to run away from things all the time because then you find yourself perpetually trying to rebrand yourself if you will like evangelical had kind of a, a weird connotation in the 80s because when i was younger in the 80s that was associated with ronald reagan because evangelicals also were considered a voting block that brought brought him in so sometimes too I'm of the mind like, yeah, sometimes changing that is good, but also sometimes being able to have the conversation that we're having right now where you unpack it and you explain it to somebody. So it, it's not in a kind of a rabid form. I think that's that's good too. So you're not constantly trying to rename it because then pretty soon we're going to run out of names after oh, a no. while. I think we're, we're pretty clever. I think we can come up with I think some, we can come up with something? some pretty dope names. I'm actually working on a book. Um, <clears throat> you can kind of tear it out. <laughs> Okay. And then just register it with the state. Okay, great. great. Good. Yeah. I, I have a question for you, Brian. Mm-hmm. But first, let's do more fluff. Uh, you watching the baseball game? <laughs> Am I what? Let's do watching the baseball game. Or have you, baseball? Yeah, are I you swearing baseball. it off after your dear team lost? No. You know, okay. A little bit of background on me and, and sports. And, I, and mm-hmm. I may not, I'm probably not your atypical sports fan, but I'm a huge sports fan, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know me, I, I wear a lot of. Sports hats, specifically Wisconsin, All from Wisconsin. Base. and uh, No, from Illinois, too. I was born in Illinois, so I was raised a Cubs fan. Okay. And then we moved to Wisconsin, and, and so I was I was both a Bears, Cubs, Packers, Brewers fans, and a lot of people didn't really understand that. And what I, the way I explain it to people is um, everything I base my enjoyment on, my love of when it comes to sports, is based on my memories as a child. Mm. If, though, if they did things when I was a kid that got me excited, that made me happy, yeah. that made me feel like it was a part of something, I identify with that group. Did you grow up going to games? Like, I did. I, well, I, went to, I didn't go to it. The thing about the Cubs was I was pretty young when we moved, but Wisconsin, it was already cable already existed. So WGN back then played mm-hmm. all the Cubs games on TV. To where the Brewers, you had to go to a game or you had to listen to it on the radio. But um, the Cubs games were basically exposed at that point to a lot of people, which is why there's Cubs fans everywhere because I didn't the Cubs cool. superstation. Yeah. They played every single day. 162 games were on television. How would you not start you know, becoming right. a Cubs fan? Yeah, that's the only team you can watch. Yeah, exactly. That and the Atlanta Braves at some point with TBS. So um, the Cubs just did a really good job of, of branding. But back then, the Brewers were also not in the National League. Hmm. So they were an American League team, and both the Cubs and the Brewers were horrible baseball teams, and so they were never going to play each other. Right. So that was not even a reality, right. right? I struggle with a little bit when the teams play each other, but depending on who's uh, going further, I support them. Now, that being said, I also live in Los Angeles, and you know we go to Dodger games. But here's it in a nutshell. 
I'm not a diehard Dodgers fan, but the Dodgers beat my team, the Brewers. So my attitude is, I want the team that beat my team to mm. win it. Otherwise, it doesn't. Right. It's not as. It's a validation. Yeah. It's not as much of a validation, yeah. right? Right, right, right. But here's the deal. Nobody's beating the Boston Red Sox. I mean, the, Jeez, they, they yeah. won 108 yeah. games. Yeah. And yeah. I know that doesn't sound, if you don't really follow sports, it doesn't mean anything. Uh-huh. But to win 100 is very difficult in, in that type of sport. But also, they won 16 more games than the Dodgers did. Oh, wow. Okay. So there's a reason why they're, yeah. they, they're, yeah. they will probably win. It's like 16 games, even if out of 162, that difference, that's a huge difference from yeah. skill, mentality, all that kind of stuff. Endurance. And quite frankly, yeah. I watch those games on TV. The people on the East Coast are insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never, awesome. And I mean yeah. that in the nicest way. The, it is a hostile, beyond hostile, yeah. in a fun sports environment. It's hostile. Well, some people are jerks, but the majority of people are. They just they know how to be loud and oh, they yeah. know how to intimidate in a true sports fashion. Like so, I've never met a Patriots fan that's like you know I don't know. Like I I'm yeah, just thankful yeah. for the I Patriots and it's like you know I just love everybody. No Patriots fans are like how about I cut you? How, yeah, you don't like Patriots? How about I cut you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'll still buy you a beer after I cut you. Yeah, totally. But how about I cut you? Yeah, yeah. we're going to cauterize you know, that beer yeah. clean it up. Especially a team like the Red Sox because there's such a rich history of that team. Like the Dodgers, I mean, it's got a history, but the history existed in New York before it existed here, so it's not quite Shots as... fired. It's not... A, you know what well, I mean? Well, I just think that the, also it's LA. People are just mellow or, or, where they're not... That is the marijuana, right? I think so. In the air, it's the beach, but it's also the it's it's the stadium. It's everything. If you go to a game at Fenway, it's so much because it, I, just that that place just has got an energy that if you yeah. go to Chavez Ravine, it's just not. It doesn't. You're chilling it's out. It's a beautiful sunset yeah. happening behind right. the game. Yeah. It's like you're yeah. in Kenmore Square watching you know watching the Red Sox play, dude. It's a it's a whole different energy. Yeah, which I, I mean, I would love to experience it all. To be honest with you, yeah, I, yeah. I, that's the beauty of like of sportsmanship. But at the end of the day, I mean, for me, I watch stuff, and when it's over, I turn it off and move on with my life. I I, I can't hang my hat on mm-hmm. on the wins and losses of strangers to determine how, <laughs> what, what what my outcome of how what my life yeah, is going to be. That's good. It is funny though to meet people like when their team lost, they're really. I mean, for days, like they're oh, off yeah. their game. You know, I did that when the Cubs actually started becoming good, probably in the early 2000s. Yeah. I saw it affecting me when I was like, I had these expectations. And what what broke me and really changed everything for me was the, the Steve Bartman thing. When I saw that people, but between Steve Bartman and what happened with Bill Buckner, when I saw what fans can do to human beings and how they oh, can yeah. break human beings yeah. and destroy their lives because they feel, no, you destroyed my life. It, it changed. It changed everything for me as far as being a sports. Bartman fan. was the guy who tried to catch the ball, yeah, and like, like any the, any, any yeah. human being. And right. Bill Buckner was a human being who yeah. accidentally, you know, yeah. made a bad play, and they blamed him for everything. And it's like I look at these things, and I saw how it affected them as human beings, and I and that's where I drew the line, and I said from that point forward, when yeah. it's over, it's over. You turn the TV off, and you move on with your life. And I did it. I was very clear too. I made sure I did that around my kids because I didn't want my kids to grow up being weirdos. Right. Wouldn't it be great if yeah. we could do that in other? parts of our life too though being able to turn it off and kind of live life like especially with with politics with so many other things like we're That's unable the beauty to do of when your team is knee deep in the playoffs yeah. you get to turn you don't have yeah. to watch That's politics. True. you can yeah. be totally yeah, yeah. immersed right in, in the midterm too which is great yeah right because right. they right. don't talk about it yeah, yeah. they don't 
Right. And that's the beauty of it. And I get really upset when they do bring politics. Yeah. When they, when they, I don't care about the players doing it, but when they talk about it, like when the, when the play by play, I'm like, eh, let's just, just talk about what's going on in the field. I like, think, we don't need to bring any of this in here. Let's just leave it out. Just I, leave it out for three hours. I think just, that's hurt some people. That's what, I think that's one reason ESPN took such a hit because like I noticed that creep in where I couldn't, I'd be at the gym trying to watch just a recap thing. And all of a sudden, like it sneaks in and like they're doing, they're doing well, they packages became, on that stuff. It's like, wait a minute. I think, more so than politics with ESPN, and I'm I'm fine with all of it. I get, I get bothered by it sometimes, but I won't I won't completely turn it off. I think the pe- the thing that people confuse ESPN with is they are they're they're not just sports. They are they see themselves as lifestyle, and and I don't necessarily agree with that. I yeah. don't like it. I'm more of a traditional like hardcore sports guy. But you know they do profiles on people, and they do like good profiles. Sometimes you're like, eh. But what really started to bother me. Um, uh, in respect to being able to turn on sports because it was a safe haven when you have young kids, was when the Jerry Sandusky thing happened with Penn yeah. State. Yeah. It changed the landscape. That's when it changed, just so you know. That's when the landscape of sports reporting started turning more into what you see on traditional news, where they felt where they, they probably got really big ratings when that happened. And as you know with anything, with ratings comes more money, and they go, oh, wait a minute. Our base is okay with this. And you started seeing more and more of that creeping in and it was less just reporting the sports news and it started getting into that kind of stuff. And I had a hard time being able to watch it sometimes or listen to it on the radio because I didn't want my kids listening to this stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that it all stems from the same stuff. Money, 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 eyeballs and money, you know? Yep. Yeah. I was listening to a, a podcast the other day. Well, I was out for a run. I don't know if you know I'm a runner. <laughs> yeah, it's not a big deal. <laughs> Can't tell by looking. Uh, yeah, it's true. It's actually really true. Increasingly, <laughs> by the way. Um, but they were talking about how papers have this moral con- and TV stations have this moral conundrum because they get so much money from political ads. But then sometimes the political ads have inaccuracies and inconsistencies and just flat out lies. Yeah. And so like to what level should the, the networks be held accountable? It's like, well, you know, if we're getting $300 million, then nobody cares. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know there was political ads. All I ever see is pharmaceutical ads. So, oh yeah, oh, are you watching yeah. TV at eight at night on Lifetime? Dude, the playoffs. I'm like, stop with the ED stuff. You know that my kids are sitting right here, <laughs> Dad. Yep. You're not worried ED? about Janet Jackson's yep. nipple from the Super Bowl, <laughs> right. Over a decade ago, uh. it's easier to explain her nipple on accident than it is. Hey, Dad. Yeah. What's ED? You know, guys, sometimes when that's you get Ed. a little bit older. Like, that's, my friend Ed is what that is. But again, is. it's money. Money, it's funny how like the money changes. Like, well, no, no, that's your problem. Right. You yeah. explain the commercials. <laughs> you didn't mute the commercials? No, we, we watched Wheel of... No, it was Jeopardy the other day. And uh, you can always tell like all the ads are like, well, it's a Depends ad. It's an ED yeah, ad. Yeah, you know who the target it's audience is. It's a vitamin. <laughs> like, yeah. man, we must be... Hearing age, forty years younger than yeah. the average person watching. Well, that's the show. yeah. You realize, yeah. That I've yeah. I've actually watched. I think we've talked about this before. Me TV. Have you, oh yeah, you it's my Me favorite. TV? Love it. Yeah, I, I love it too. But I, I start getting depressed because <laughs> I don't the know, ads are basically Gun the smoke, ads are like uh, listen, Big Valley. Everything whoever's from the 70s. watching this right now, you're probably on your last leg, and things <laughs> yeah. aren't going well in your <laughs> yeah, life. Exactly. So you're probably going to die soon. It's like bolt so gun ads. Back to the TV show. You're like, all right, well, I don't really want to watch Perry Mason anymore because apparently I'm dying, and I need and I need a bladder sleeve and i didn't even know it and yeah. now and a catheter yeah yeah let me just ride up on my chair up the stairs and go get this fixed because <laughs> and i just feel horrible like but i do have a shower i can sit in sad yeah. Yeah. they make yeah. me sad and it wrecks the viewing of the show it does it hurts the me tv viewing <laughs> Like, so you know, sad. collectively, everybody who's watching this will be dead in five years. <laughs> Isn't that sad? This is the yeah. hospice of TV. That's what it is. Sad. 
Yep, that's right. Anyway, yeah. Well, Jared. I, I got an idea here. Yeah. Someone, so I was, I was thinking about how I want to frame this because I really don't want it to seem like a, uh, a gotcha news media question, you know? Um, but you've mentioned a few times the importance of being a good person. Um, just like as we talked about even what value you want to give your kids. Mm, yeah, yeah, about yeah, you yeah, want yeah. your kids to be a good yeah. person. And even evaluating evangelicals who aren't good people. Um, so I'm curious how, like, to, to even talk about something being good implies that there's something evil, right? So we're talking about some kind of objective standard that we could evaluate both ourselves and other people by. Mm-hmm. It's not just a subjective, I didn't like that you did that, right? We, I think from what I've heard you say, there, there's something beyond just the, that's inconvenient to me, or I didn't care for that. There's some idea of this is good behavior and this is bad behavior. Um, in our worldview, that, that's predicated, that comes from what the Bible says. So I'm curious from your worldview, what is it that kind of is your baseline to, to say, to be able to say even, this is this is something that's good and applaudable. This is something that's bad and despicable. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't necessarily know if I have a, a good answer to that. I mean, I think we can all, uh, we all have agreements on things that are bad, rape, murder, you know, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And then, you know, you just kind of have to scale it up. And then there's the gray area, which I think the majority of the people live in the gray area. I mean... I think it's all circumstantial. I think it just depends on everything. All decisions are usually made in the moment. I mean, and it's based on your past experiences. Um, but I don't, I don't, for me, I don't know. I mean, I really don't have a specific one through 10, you right, know, right, right. read this on the way out the door. So, you know, where you stand today right, in right, respects right. to how to behave. I think, I think everything is, is based on social behavior. It really is. It's, and it really is based on the moment. I think there are, basic boundaries I, I i you know starting with a smile on your face doesn't hurt right mm-hmm. understanding to not overreact to a situation and kind of assess it i think is is where you start as far as being a good person i will say that from a society standpoint there's a, the, some of the gray area stuff that bothers me as i get older and i have kids that i realize that i've been misguided in my decision making is demonizing the homeless as an example. Right. Like every time somebody asks for money to assume that they are a drug addict or a criminal or they're a shyster or a snake oil salesman and and to not have a little bit more empathy or sympathy for them, I think that, that that's like a big one for me that as I get older... Try, but doesn't that fly like, in the face of societal factors? Because I think as a society, maybe not in LA, because there's, there's kind of an awakening about the problem here, but I think as a society, that's probably like the last bastion of... Guy probably deserves it. I'm sure he smoked meth and did something. So, like, how is it even in the face of? I guess I'm, you're being countercultural in saying I want to humanize homeless people. So, where does that come from? It comes from. Does it, that make sense? Uh, yeah, it, it comes from the fact that, and maybe it's because of where I live and how I'm exposed to it. And when I worked downtown, I was exposed to it. Yeah, daily. Right. It was all over. It was all around me. And I think. Uh, and I can't remember if I've talked about this before, but I met I met this guy named Kingman, great nickname, and he was out of his mind. Clearly, probably at some point was bipolar or something. It was on some had some sort of medications that he was probably supposed to be taking. Clearly, wasn't taking them anymore. Went off the deep end, and you know, like a lot of people, they get they disappear into the system. Sure, and finds himself on the street. Uh, and I just kind of take took a you know I, I was working in production, so I always had plenty of food and. I would buy him socks and give him my old shoes and stuff like that. I was trying to, it was, it was kind of the first time in my life where instead of going, I actually, the first time I went out to meet him, I went out to yell at him because he was he was yelling too much. <laughs> he was just 
crazy. He was yeah. just yelling. He yeah, was yeah, talking yeah. to anybody. He yeah. was just yelling. Right. And instead of yelling, I realized at that moment, I'm like, okay, why don't I just say, hey, dude, why don't I just try to explain to him why I need him to take it down a notch? Yeah. Followed by, and I won't ask you to leave the property because, you know, the easy thing to do is go get out of here. Or take your problem. Door, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Take your problem and go elsewhere. Yeah. Just please let me go back to a blind eye. Mm-hmm. Go down the street so I don't have to see you, right? So I don't have to deal with you. And I started dealing with it, and he became a character. And this sounds horrible, but he became a character in my kids' lives, and it was like their first understanding of like, mm-hmm. oh, it's okay to treat these street people like human beings, right? And I, again, it sounds horrible saying that, but. That's I don't kind think a lot of, of people like, think that way, yeah. That was kind of like a, right. the first evolution. He eventually died. He sadly died on the same sidewalk that I used mm. to feed him and clothe him on. So but, that's, you- but that's part of the life cycle, right? right of right, like right. that world. Like he didn't, I could only offer him so much help. He didn't, some of them are so gone mentally. Oh, sure. Yeah, they just totally. won't yeah. take the help because they've also lost trust. Absolutely. And so for them. Well, some of them aren't capable of it too. I mean, there's a yeah. huge amount of them who are just mentally ill and they, right. they're not they're not capable of yeah. it. But the point for me, I guess, was when you walk out the door every single day, don't look at the people across from you and say, there's a pretty good chance there's something wrong with you. There's a pretty, you know, don't look at them like, what are you going to do to rub me wrong today? Look at them and go, let's just, let's, let's clean slate it. Every day should be a clean slate. Let's see where this takes us. And if repetitive behaviors usually kind of give you a, a pretty good identity, a general uh, idea of where it's headed, you know, except for some people I can't stand the people that like every day they're a different human being drives me nuts. Yeah. 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 But that's, that's a whole nother bowl of for them. I don't know, man. I, I, you guys ask me questions. I never have. Well, no, but that's interesting. No, it's good. So it's interesting. I mean, so for you, and I just want to make sure I'm understanding this right. It's, it's an experiential thing. So yeah. it's, it's, and sometimes it's just in the moment, whatever you, as you think it through, like what, what seems best in the moment? Yeah. And you know, because I mean, again, I'm, I'm really big on just paying attention. Yeah. Like I realize, like you can, you can drive down the street, walk down the street and literally put blinders on and not notice anything around you sure. and just go do what you want to do today. But because of the nature, I think of like being a comic and being a writer, like you mm, yeah. expand those borders, you pay attention to a lot more. Yeah. And I was still filtering a lot. And then so instead of filtering, I just started paying attention. And, you know, one of the big things, other things that especially, I know I'm referring a lot to the homeless, but I really do believe that that's the easiest people in the world for us to kick. I really do believe that all of us collectively, it's the we can all agree that we probably ignore them more than anybody else on a daily basis. It's just it's because of the way we've been raised. But I um, I started noticing that. People who had less than me were the first ones to offer them change, offer them help. And I was always like, I started I started paying attention to that. And I, you know, people would be begging on the side of the road and I would see a car that, you know, basically looked like it was on its last leg. I would see that car window roll down, hand come out, give them money. Yeah. And then you could have six Mercedes Benz right behind. Yeah. And again, They've probably I, been there, right? Huh? Yeah. Those people in the car have probably been there. I, you know, I don't know. I just think that there's a different perspective. Again, it goes back to something that, that always rung true with what you had always told me, you know, uh, about, you know, when you and I first started talking about your, um, the following of Christ. And, and you know, we had very basic dis- conversations, especially based on my past experiences with it. And you were like, you know, it's not about what you have. It's not about where you go. You know, you were, you were kind of like, the, you, were, you, were, you were explaining to me your ideology of like, 
Jesus didn't say to me, like, you have to go to this beautiful building to love me. Otherwise, because if you don't show up at this building at right. such and such time, right. sorry, guys, I can't help you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not going to be there. Yeah. 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 You were just like, it's yeah. it's bigger than that. It's not about yeah. the cars. It's not about the house. It's not about the place. It's not, right. a, you know what I mean? Because I was trying to understand yeah. a lot of these people, like the, the 700 Clubs and the Joel Osteens of the world and all these people that just seem to get richer and richer and airplanes and all sure. this stuff. And, sure. And you know, listening to you guys, I know they're 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 aberrations or they're fragments of of pieces. They've taken what they want out of it mm-hmm. to get what they want out of it. Mm-hmm. But remembering that from you, and I thought to myself that that's sometimes I look at people and I go that that seventy five cents in their minds was like whatever. I barely have anything anyway. This person's got nothing. Just take it. It doesn't bother me. I'm moving on. Sure. I'm still going to eat today. Whatever. And sure. I'm always at awe of people like that. Right. That aren't, yeah. you know, going, I need this 75 cents because I'll never get my PS4 if I don't keep saving up. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? That's a yeah. different mentality. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And and I struggle with that every single day, you know, especially, you know, sure. when I'm trying to clean up my house. And I'm like, why are we spending all this money right. on this crap? Sure. It's all in the garage now. Oh, absolutely. No, I, and I... I literally just became my father. I must have talked about 75 different things right No, now. no. I like it. it <laughs> and it, you ended with, we got to throw stuff away. Let's right? throw stuff yeah. away. And then get off my lawn. Yeah. Um, no, but all that makes sense. And I think what Jared is trying to drill down on, too, is because without that objective... So for you, you've got a separate set of things that dictates what's right or wrong, experiential, maybe your past experiences and in the moment, whatever your, your gut kind of dictates. But I'm, I'm trying to think through what would other people, like when you don't have an objective standard of, of right and wrong. I think everybody does, whether you believe it or not. No, but, but I, I got to push back on that because some of the places I've lived and traveled, they do, but it's something that we would look at and think that's abhorrent. Well, okay, I, I'm not going to argue that point. You're talking about travel now. We're yeah, talking but, about but gl- I'm talking okay, globally. If something, yeah, is, yeah, 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 if yeah, something's yeah. good, yeah. I, I guess I, here's where I'm coming from. from. From my worldview, there is an objective good that isn't just good in Santa Clarita, but it's good in sub-Saharan Africa. It's good in the Middle East. Yeah. It's good in Latin yeah, America. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. So regardless of what contextual factors might be there, the, the ways that you express that goodness might look differently from place to place, but kind of the objective standard of it would remain intact from location mm-hmm. to location. So if if the idea of good is entirely contextualized, it's entirely based on circumstance or, or what's going on locally, then it's not inconceivable. In fact, it's reality that in lots of places, the ethic is survive or like they just, stealing is not that big of a deal. Raping is kind of part of the culture. Murder is acceptable. I mean, there's places in the Middle East where in an honor-shame context, if you shame the family, it is expected and celebrated that you would murder the person who's brought shame on your family. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm wondering from your vantage yeah, point. Yeah, I think I, I don't think I'm on that side. I don't want to throw that out there. You're not? Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, how is it from your worldview that you could look at that and say that's wrong if there's not an objective standard of wrong? There always is. I grew up in a country that clearly has a subtext of some form of Christianity as the foundation of it. Here's and this is what I've always this is and I, and I will stand by this every time anybody asks me about religion. And I think I've told you guys before. I don't think the concept of religion is bad. I never have thought that the concept of religion was bad. I mm-hmm. understand why it exists. Totally. And I understand the goodness in it. I don't like the people attached to it. The okay. people fair, attached fair, to it. Fair enough. Wreck. We're talking about Dan right now, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You clearly yeah. saw how I made eye contact with that mustache. <laughs> and my beard that. and my mustache. Here it comes. But Everybody at home, if you're keeping track, that's uh, Jared and Brian 15, Dan's mustache zero. A hard zero. Yeah, that's a big goose egg. <laughs> Thank you. There's still so, time. There's still time. So 
it, to, to answer your question, even, this is my opinion, even an atheist's definitions of right and wrong come from, I believe, a subconscious creation that exists from what you guys believe. A Judeo-Christian ethic, you'd yeah. say, comes so out that, of that? So that's I, I totally believe that. I believe that that's, there, there's, there was a foundation that was created a long time ago that I think everybody feeds off of that defines most levels of right and wrong. And then, again, you've got these other, uh, again, aberrations that have just gone off the deep end. Yeah, I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. And it, that's, but then that's when you look at it and go, what is what So are you, do you, you think doing? that do you think that ethic is a human creation? Hmm? Do you think that Judeo-Christian ethic is something that people came up with, or is there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, I don't know the history of of the writings or mm-hmm. any of this stuff. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I'm not going to claim to. You'd have to. Bring so as my, broken, you'd have, to bring, you'd have to bring my nephew on for all that information. But as broken that, and but, flawed as people are, you think people could come up with that? I do. You do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I believe in one way. I mean, I I believe that someone created these writings. Yeah. I don't know who it is. I don't I haven't looked into any of it, but sure. my point is that it existed and it evolved. Yeah. You know, and I understand why it did. I mean, if you, you go from this world where uh I, I guess well let's just call it like a lawless, violent world, and then yeah. you lay this foundation of like, hey, you know what? Here's an idea. How about when you and I disagree? <laughs> I don't rip your head off. <laughs> because, I don't, I'm not agreeing to those it terms. Turns out that's bad. <laughs> and someone goes, "It is," and they go, "It is." Next time I disagree, I'm not going to skin you. Is that okay? <laughs> is he, no. You know? And I'm going to wear your skin <laughs> like yeah. a suit. Like well, a can suit. I? Can I? Can I throw? Go ahead, finish yeah. yours because I, 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 I have a really important question to everything yes. you guys are asking me yes. because this really, really matters. Okay. No, no, you I, go first. no, no, no. You have to finish your thing, please. Can okay. I keep pushing into this because I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah, um, you're pushing in really close to me too. You're getting excited. Can I? Can I see? Back off now. I, I'm going to be the hall monitor. Please don't. No touching. Stop. <laughs> don't yeah, sorry, I didn't mean space. to uh, to actually get close. That made that weird. That was, it, um, that was a joke. I could care less. I mean, unless you're like, I, the only way I can ask this question is if we're touching knees. <laughs> I need to feel your knee vibration. That's one of the most the powerful things I have as a pastor is knee to knee contact. <laughs> Eye contact. <laughs> knee to knee. Gross. That's gross. So they teach there are people like that. We're no. going knee to knee, kids. Yeah. So if that's not a horrible. Let's just accept what you said there. You talk about a Judeo-Christian ethic that's been in the United States. It's been foundational for you and, and other maybe atheists or people who who don't necessarily acknowledge the existence of God, but acknowledge the usefulness of a Judeo-Christian ethic as pertains to social culture. Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. I used to use a lot more bigger words than me, but more more bigger. I got that calendar, man. I'm using it. He <laughs> sure talk fancy, I'm don't he? It. But let's just put, I'm not in any way meaning to besmirch an entire religion or an entire area of the world in talking about Islam and Muslims. I've been there. I've met just some really wonderful people um, who adhere to that faith. But there are definitely subsets, or there's definitely countries and areas in the Middle East where they're holding to a Muslim faith consistently would be would mean that you would do some things that we would say are abhorrent from a Judeo-Christian worldview. So I would say it's it was it's abhorrent from a agnostic or atheist point of view as well but um, my question is isn't that from your vantage point if there's no objective connection to that right if it's just that this subjectively works for us in the united states couldn't we also say that that subjectively works for them in the middle east and we don't really have a platform to say no that's wrong it's not just it's not just that it's it's not just that it's inconvenient for the person whose head you're cutting off it's that that's actually wrong well you're right? talking about two different things you're talking about human rights too i also but believe that's my in the point qu- how can but, you talk about human rights 
if there's not some kind of objective reason to say, no, human life actually matters. There's actual dignity there. Yeah. I don't think it's that difficult. I think it's... But it I is for it, some people. I understand that. And that's what drives me bonkers. To me, it's, it's not, it's, it shouldn't be that difficult. I, honestly, at the end of the day, it should be one of the first things you figure out. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I think you have just as much of a right to live a decent life as I do. Which is why certain things, like, and we've talked about before, why I just don't, I don't understand how you can make a financial decision over someone's life or death because you don't want to put too much money into keeping them alive. Sure. Like I, feel, yeah. I always found that as like, we can do that? Like the first time I ever found out about that, like I got to be honest with you, there are certain, everybody has these steps in their life and depending on how much you choose or not choose to engage to find out the truth of everything in the world. But the mm-hmm. day that I found out <laughs> that hospitals were not free, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Huh. Because your parents are paying for it. Yeah, you just exactly. don't care. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. paying for it. You're a kid. But the yeah. day you find out, that no, no, you don't just get everything. What yeah, do you mean yeah. you don't just get everything? Oh, no, 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 no. You can't afford <laughs> that. Right. Yeah. You don't get yeah. that. I'm like, well, what, did, but, but, but what if you need it? They're like, sorry. Yeah, yeah. What about the day you found out that Advil's $25 each in the hospital? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's that totally. kind of stuff you go, well, that's just from a human standpoint. That just doesn't make any sense. Sure. And that's when you start learning about how people just, you know, handpick and then redesign. Yeah to fit whatever their needs are at the time. And I think that those two things do go hand in hand with religion. I do believe, and you guys kind of touched on this in the beginning of this conversation, people handpick what works best for them and they move away from the other stuff. So if you have this core of this idea, of this belief, and it goes back to my original question about how I perceive religious people, I'm like, I understand that there are different forms of it. But I think what is happening in this world more often than not is people are handpicking what parts of the religion and how it works best for them, but they still say, but I hold the core value, so I'm, I'm still good here, right? And, I, and I, it goes sure. back to the question I had for you that now I want to ask back to you because this is really important Yeah, because I think that this is a big part of why this world is as messed up as it is going back to the handpick thing. I think a lot of people who are not religious get really frustrated and throw their arms up at people who go, well, I mean, I know that I follow this religion and this is the this is what the foundation says I should be doing. But hey, we're all broken people, so we make mistakes. So I can be forgiven for all the crap that I've done because at the end of the day, I'm still a good Christian and I get forgiven. Sorry. So it's okay if we make mistakes. And people kind of look at that and go, or just don't be a douchebag. And then fall back on your religion and call yourself, well, I'm a broken person. And Jesus says, I can still be broken. And as long as I'm still saved, I'm still good. So I can behave poorly and it's okay, even though I'm a Christian. But you're not a Christian, so you're going to hell. Bye. And everybody's like, well, screw you then. Right. I mean, honestly, sure. there, there is a lot of hypocrisy there. And I think sure. that going to you guys um, and knowing that and you guys are not trying to sell me on anything and then yeah. we've always had this conversation but there are a lot of people that are trying to sell you that there is a better way there's a better life right right sure that's one of the major resistance when people on the other side go really so you got sure. a great out there that's awesome that is a great <laughs> out there so you can do whatever you want yeah. you can mess up as much as you want call yourself broken get back in the game you could break yourself 50 more times throughout life yeah mm-hmm. consider me a sinner non-stop even though I've never done half the crap that you've pulled right mm-hmm. And you think you're better than me. Right. That's pretty hypocritical. Would you guys agree or disagree with what my... Uh, what I would agree that that is hypocritical, but uh, there, there's so many things than what you just said that like 
to to unpack there, I think. So, for instance... Which is, by the way, it's a, a great Christian term. I just want to unpack And And I'm glad you brought that up because that's well, the Christian... The that's the Christianese word of the day. side is when the, the easy out is sure. to say, well, we're broken people and we're allowed to make mistakes as long as we get sure. back for forgiveness. And sometimes you're like... Just don't make those mistakes because some of them are pretty gross. Oh, absolutely. And 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 yeah. th- that said, hypocrisy absolutely exists. But you're getting back to a works based kind of thing. So, again, if if the idea is I've got to be a good person and and whoever's the best person wins at the end and crosses the finish line, the whole point of Christianity is that we are broken people. We'll never be good enough. That doesn't excuse bad behavior. That there are there are things that yeah you 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 can't. You, you can't do, but you also, it's not, it's not the standard of being good. I'm, I am, I am saved, if you will. I'm forgiven because of somebody else's work. And that's Christ's work. That's not, that's not my work. So when you say, uh, I'm, I didn't do half the stuff that you've done, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a different, it's a different standard because I'm not, I'm not basing it on my, on my good works. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, and I don't know. For some reason, I feel like you think I'm accusing you of something. Other than that mustache, oh. I think you are not. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. <laughs> no, I don't feel you like you're. Not, I, I think you're wearing the wrong socks for the shoes you have. No, on. Again, when other you said hypocrite, that, you and I both looked at each other and thought, <laughs> "Damn, Dan. yeah, no, no, no stash." Yeah, I just hope you understand. Look, if we're, no, I if get we're it. trying to figure out why there yeah. is such a huge divide, yes, and you're trying to understand from a side of somebody like me, yeah, 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 who, yeah. even though I may not have any core values and respects right. to identifying with a specific religion that sure. I'm still capable of living a good life and understanding the differences between right and wrong. Absolutely. And trying to figure out how I how I can do that without having a foundation, which are all legitimate questions. Sure. I just kind of look at it and go, true, but the what what like myself and like so many others is actions and yeah. proof are what keep us from joining yeah. the other side. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Actions, sure. i.e., the people. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I mean, look, I, I don't want to turn this into a Trump thing, but I think he is all I, in the at the core of his behavior. <laughs> yeah, I I would never want want my kids to listen to him talk. I think he is a, a mean spirited human being, and it yeah. really it bothers me to the core. Regardless of policy, it bothers me to the core that evangelicals forgive him for everything that he does, or at least that's the perception. So I want to be very careful about that all the time. It just seems like they're like, oh, he, oh, come on. Oh, who cares if he says that stuff? You know who cares that he says that stuff? I do. Sure. I care that he says that stuff because I can't turn on the TV proudly and say to my kids, let's listen to the president. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. And that's sad. You know what I mean? That's sad sure. that there's nobody going to him and saying, no. You're better than this. Sure, you're, you're, we, sure. We, we as a people collectively are better than this. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you guys would deny the fact that many evangelicals or many Christians identify with him and his side. And I don't think that that's good for spreading the word. I don't think it's mm-hmm. good. I think he's a horrible messenger because yeah. he's just too selfish. He's too selfish. But he's uh, he's not the spokesman for Christianity by any well, stretch of If you bring me in here, if you want yeah. me to point out what I'm telling yeah. you, I see from the other side, yeah. you yeah. can say no. Yeah, but when you ask yourself, I'm I'm giving you a, another side of this, and sure, saying, sure, hey sure. guys, well you're out there good, doing good, and you yeah. guys are, you are, you are some of the good, right? Well, you guys yeah. are some of the good. Somebody that's yeah. got the biggest, biggest pulpit. I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah, is he's blown right over you. Smallest with the biggest hands, megaphone, right? That's I, what I'm get saying. It. So yeah. what I'm saying to you is like, you can say no. 
But that's not helping. What I'm saying is he needs more resistance from good people saying, please stop being like that. Please stop being like that. Policy aside, I'm just talking about being a human being on such a high level with such a loud voice. This is as good as as it gets for us. You you can't tell me that that's as good as it gets. So from your vantage point, what would it take? Um, Who would have to speak up and say something? Because yeah. I think there are people speaking. I don't know. I'm at, see, this is the thing is, again, I don't understand the structure of religion. I really don't. But if you look at the... Let's, let's flip the argument back to uh, Islam. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing that happens in America every time there's a terrorist attack? Why aren't more of the people, the good Muslims, speaking up? The same thing, I think... But I don't think you're going to equate. I'll push back on that. You can't equate Christianity and things that happen no, with no, no, the no, things no, that happen. I'm not, with I'm not talking you know about I mean? that. This is yeah. not, app, I'm, I'm yeah. not. I'm not apples to apples. I'm talking yeah. about the when people get upset. Yeah. When they get upset, they go, "How come when 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 someone is using the religion to do harm, sure, one way, shape, or form? Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to take the extreme form of it. Sure, sure, sure. If they're messing it up, let's just say they're messing it up." We 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 yell and say, why aren't the good ones stepping up and and condemning them and say, no no no, you're you're wrong here. You shouldn't be doing this. This is the good way. And what I'm saying is, why sure. am I not hearing more of that from the other side? I just I feel like I hear more of justification for bad behavior. I think it's lack of tolerance. I don't mean I'm, to no, be. I'm just I'm just I'm bringing it up for yeah, discussion. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm yeah. not saying I'm right or wrong. Yeah. I'm just bringing it up for discussion. Yeah. This is probably a little simplistic, but I think. Probably the reason those people don't gain a lot of media attention is the same reason that like they're making a remake of Jersey Shore. You know what I mean? Like that's what that's what <laughs> yeah. sells. You know what I mean? That's what people want. <laughs> yeah, what I love about this show. It literally is like, listen, you know, the honestly, the truth is they're making a New Jersey Shore. I mean, <laughs> can we talk about what really matters? And the, sad, and the, the new Supergirl. Is, the sad yeah. thing is, I totally understand what you're saying, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> reality TV is what it is. Donald Trump has ascended through that, and. Well, depending there's, on who's covering something, there, too, there's a I couple. Mean, there's a couple wonderful leaders in in our movement, evangelical leaders who are extremely thoughtful, who are well educated. I just got to be at a conference down in Fullerton with uh, where some of them spoke, and these guys are articulate, and they would agree with you, and they would say much better than either of us ever could why they're against that and what we stand for. They are speaking, they're writing, they're blogging, they're they're doing conferences, but CNN doesn't show up to that. I don't care about the right? CNN thing. I'm Fox News is about you guys. Doesn't it bother you? Doesn't it break your heart when you see people that associate with the same religion that you do are doing wrong? Doesn't it break your heart? And, and, and the yeah. question is, how how do you how do you process that? I process it completely different than you guys. Well, do let me ask I you. I have no affiliation with that person. I get mad at them. I just get mad at. Well, them. how does it does it break your heart when you see somebody who is maybe aligned with you in some way, whether it's either politically or in agnostic thought or atheist thought? If somebody does something. Uh, does it break your heart? And what do you think is the answer? I'm just saying, like, to Jared's point, I don't know what anybody could say. Like, who is the person who would say something to him? Because, first of all, he's not the official. I don't care who may identify with him. He's not the official spokesman of Christianity. So I, I don't know who would say anything to him. Like, would it be the Pope? Would it be, I mean, and and would that do any good? Like the Pope has said stuff. Well, no, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, who who would be high enough? And, and to your point, if somebody, if you see somebody aligned with you who's in, in the secular world of some kind and does something... Uh, they usually get kicked to the curb pretty quick. We eat our own pretty fast. If you want to know the honest about truth, we kind of joke about it all the time. We eat our own pretty fast. Well, I, I think I I think the same could be said of of people of faith who, who I'm asking you. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, do yeah. No, we 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 eat our own very quickly. Yeah, I, I think there's been a, 
there's been a movement, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago, there's been a movement in Christianity to identify, yeah, Donald Trump, first of all, is not an evangelical leader, is not an evangelical, but, is not somebody yeah. that we want to speak for us, and here are all the ways where his policy, his lifestyle, his rhetoric, his demeanor are a strong diversion from from the Christian faith. So people are saying that. Um, it, maybe it's a marketing thing. I, I want to go back to your original question, though, and just just admit that I also am grieved to look around at people who either claim or are Christian and act in ways that are inconsistent. And there, I don't know that there, there's no good at answer. There's not a good answer. Well, for let's that. take Donald Trump out of it. And yeah. I think I think more so than Donald Trump. Let's just say why why is it that you can't be um, a socialist or a Democrat or an independent and 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 not be seen as 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 religious as a Republican. Why why did the Republican Party and why why does it seem I'm just I'm yeah. talking about from yeah, yeah. a it's I think we, we can all agree that the Republican Party in some way, shape or form has hijacked religion and they almost kind of say like we're the most religious uh, party. And that bothers me because I, 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 I believe that the minute you do that, you are creating division. Because look, I mean, I'm not a Democrat or Republican. I, I think they're both cult-like in their own weird ways, sure. which kind of scares me. Um, I don't think it's helpful, though, either to identify with one or the other. And, I, yeah. and I, again, these, these are the problems. And the thing is, is, if you guys say to me that's not the case, I just wish that I could see the light at the end of the tunnel of how we get away from it. Because there are days that it bothers me a lot. It bothers me. Yeah. I, I feel like it's it's like this inclusive party. You're either with us or against us thing, and it's just... It, but I don't it, identify as a... See, I think that gets to identity. What do you identify as first? Do you identify as a yeah, Christian, absolutely. or do you identify as a Republican or a Democrat? Like, I don't identify as a political person first. No, but I think a vast majority, there's a lot of no, Christians out you, there. Do you, do, you, do you acknowledge or notice that the Republican Party is trying to is trying to hijack a specific ideology? I, I, sure. I, I, I think that's, that's what I'm talking I think about. I'm not talking about the Christians are giving it to them. I'm talking about they have hijacked it. Yeah, but uh, this is not is a bothersome but to the, me. I get that, but that, that's that a different show. Division in your religion, though, but it creates division. No, yeah. See, I think you're getting defensive, and I understand that. No, but no, that's no. Not, but I, I'm, I'm trying to, to understand you, what you're saying. What I'm trying yeah. to say to you is that yeah. if you want me to be, if you want me to hear you, yeah, and and understand you more, right. You, you have to begin by acknowledging that there are people that are bastardizing what you are doing and they are getting in the way. 100%. And, and say, and, 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 and start coming onto the other side of the people that you wish were with you and saying, we're not with them. We're not with them. They hijacked sure. us. We are all of us. We're all. Sure. But that's not what I'm seeing. That's what I'm saying. I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing... I always seem to feel like religion gets hijacked by people over and over and over again sure. for different reasons and different ways that I think ultimately is holding back the religion itself from growing and bringing more people into it. It's because it seems there's constantly people hijacking it. When you say you yeah. don't see that, do you mean on the personal day-to-day -day relationship level or on the macro media level? Uh, I'm talking about yeah, more you, you might call it yeah on the bigger on the grander scale of sure. things. It seems like there is a world where it's again you're either yeah. on our side or you're not on our side, and on that other side, 
you know, again, we make fun of these people because, yeah. and, and rightfully so. But like the Joel Osteens of the world, Absolutely. the people, they're snake oil salesmen. Sorry, one hundred percent. If you love it, if you if somebody oh, listens to the show and they love him, he's a snake oil salesman. Yeah, one hundred percent. Falwell is a snake oil salesman. These are snake oil salesmen, regardless of the beauty of the speech that they're sharing below, which one hundred snake oil salesmen. And it just, it, I feel like there is a, you're either with us or against us that has created this. And I remember I come from Wisconsin, yeah. so I, I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I know the heartland very well Yeah. and the heartland just puts their blinders on and it's either this way or it's not. And if you're anything outside of that, we ain't got time for you around here. And I feel like that. And, and, yeah. and, and that's what we call in, in our world, we call it the red curtain. And it's just they just they they just they go they they yeah. create a line and they stay right. on that side of the line right and whatever's said on that side is right and whatever's not said on that side is wrong and right I, and, it, and I hate that but you know from our perspective just because we've done several episodes where we have done nothing but say yes especially with someone like a prosperity preacher like like Joel Osteen somebody we and we, I think we represent a pretty healthy majority of at least anecdotally Christians within the community that we exist in who would say, yeah, hypocrisy is hypocrisy, no matter how you slice it. But again, it gets back to, like when we ask you those questions about identity and things, for you, it's interesting because it always comes back around to politics when we're framing it in a... Because politics is getting in the way of us being able to love each other. And if you cannot see that... Oh, I, I can, I can see that. It has, it has, it's destroyed the thread of what we are. And a part of it is because... It's 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 cancer has spread through social media, but that's that's why I asked about the macro and the micro thing because yeah. I I completely acknowledge and completely agree that there's a cancerous political environment right now that that Christians have acquiesced. And we talked about that a couple episodes ago. Christians have unhealthily wed some of our Christianity to the politic. I think the yes. reason that I don't, my mind doesn't go there as often is because largely my world is unplugged from the political world. Right, like I get to yeah. be involved with people in our community. Um, in our church, in my neighborhood, and I don't interact with them politically. I interact with them humanly. I interact so I interact from a gospel platform, wanting to believe that they have dignity because they were made in the image of in, God. Image of and God. I want to enter in- grassroots overcome because that that's great. What you're talking about is grassroots. It's just it's face to face. It's person to person. It's but, like, see, I don't, how does it overcome? I don't think it's overcoming so much stuff. as just all of us admitting. Look, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. Right. Whatever. Like CNN, cover that. Let's just stop. Let's turn off our TVs and go and have this kind of dialogue with each other. I don't know that it's ever going to overcome it in terms of the TV cameras are going to swing towards us and like, my gosh, look at this benevolent dialogue. About the TV cameras, but you know what I mean. I'm talking talking culturally. TV cameras. I'm talking culturally. I don't know that cultural lens is ever going to swing towards this kind of thing. But see, I would think that that would concern you guys more that you see such a division in our our, our country that that. It, it it is. I mean, you can't be human and not be me. concerned with with the division that exists. Absolutely, but but I think the answer that we come to also is that there is probably not a human answer. Just and I'm being honest from my perspective, there's not a human solution to this that's going to ever be satisfactory. To me, the ultimate solution is going to be something where you take humanity out of it, and if you truly are somebody who believes that God is sovereign, God is in control, God is the creator, and we're created in the image of God. That's where the solution is. All nations, all people who are are unified because of, of one God. And I think the more that we 
the more that we look at things from a human perspective, not that we don't try, we certainly should try to fight injustice, and hopefully our faith will drive us to fight injustice, and to, as it has throughout history, I think. We've had these discussions before. Some of the, you know, I, I'm, I'm reading a book right now called 42 Faith about um, Jackie Robinson, and one of the, the huge things that, that motivated Branch Rickey to want to change things in baseball was his faith and Jackie Robinson as well. Jackie Robinson, what gave him the strength to not fight back when people treated him horribly. I mean, the horrible things I've forgotten about the things that he went through. And as I read this book and read his notes and his, his perspective from it, what allowed him to do that was not his humanity. It was his faith. You know what I mean? And that's a unifier that, that unifies all people. You know, he and Branch Rickey couldn't have had two different lives but they were unified in something greater than humanity. They were unified in their in their faith and in Christ. Do you know what I mean? And, and as a but thirty-two, see, you, maybe, maybe, and maybe I want to be very clear about something when we yeah. have this conversation. Yeah, I'm not against you guys. Well, I, oh, think, yeah. I hope you heard yeah, in, yeah. in in my initial yeah. thing when I brought all this up. Yeah, is it pains me? Oh, sure. It pains me to see to to know that yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, that as I told you, I I see the good in religion. Sure. And it pains me when I see it get destroyed and bastardized the way it does. It pains yeah. me because right, it pains I do us know. Totally pains us. Totally I does. do know, like that, yeah. using Jackie Robinson or Branch Rickey, I mean, I know that's a microcosm of a story, but it makes yeah. it's like you look at that and you go, yeah, Jackie Robinson went through some horrible stuff. And the fact that he was able to find a place somewhere within him to be able to justify all the crap that was happening to him, it still pains me. To but feel it wasn't people, within him. That's the, that's the thing. It wasn't within well, him. It in was my, in my. No, I got you. I got you. But what I'm what I'm saying, and I I don't take that you're against us at all. That's not it. I'm I'm animated. We're still against Dan, though, right? Exactly. And my mustache. I don't lose things. And my things. And my mustache. If you keep track at home, that's twenty. Those guys. (laughs) My mustache zero. Um, But yeah, no, I think I think I'm just trying to have a breakthrough with you right now because it comes back to what can we do to fix it. And again, it doesn't take us out of the. It doesn't let us off the hook. There are certain things that we should be motivated to do, but I think ultimately, from our standpoint, if you look at biblically, we know how the story ends, right? Absolutely. Well, but I think this still all goes back down to the question you asked me, which is about what are my foundations? Like, where do I yeah. get my foundations from? Yeah. And I and I and I think you would agree. Yeah. That that you know the right and wrongs and stuff like that. I think you would agree that I, I may, maybe not. Let me okay. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Doing whatever you possibly can to save someone's life. Yes or no, based on based on your beliefs. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like using healthcare as an example. <laughs> yes. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I agree. We, we but I, this is a legitimate question. Sure. Because I, 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 you, you obviously are very well versed in your religion. I am not. So the question is, from a religious standpoint, healthcare. Should a person at all costs everything be done, regardless of price, regardless of money, should everything every everything be exhausted to keep that to give that person a chance at living a, a, a living a life? Yeah, the obvious answer is yes. Okay, right. I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I know you say the obvious answer is yes, yeah. but it, but it seems like it's not that obvious of an answer. It seems like it's a very complex. Well, answer but I mean, we're being that we overly in. reductionistic in the way we frame that question, right? Because right. no, it's I'm not. Just, it's I'm not as simple as. But I'm yes trying no. to get back to what right. we're talking about originally, which is there's right. there's right. You 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 have a foundation of right and wrong, and you're asking me like, how do I come to my right. what I believe is right and what I believe sure. is wrong? Sure. 
And like as I told you, as funny as it is, going, what do you mean it's not all free? I thought it was always free. It's like, no, your sure. mom and dad and somebody else right. is paying for it. Sure, sure, but sure. But then you come to that realization, it's, wait, it's not? So life is not, f- health Health is not free? Sure, 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 sure. And, and choices can be made of whether you live or die based on yeah. money. And you go, but is that right or is that wrong? You're asking me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that is wrong. Yeah. That there's a dollar sign for how much someone should, whether or not someone should live. So breaking sure. it down to the basics, that's how I make my decisions. I go, well, no, that's that's wrong. That's and wrong. I, I think the reason I ask about your convictions is because for any one of us, it's not just one conviction, right? You're not simply driven by the fact that everybody should be able to live and have healthcare anywhere. No, there's no, other no, convictions no. Yeah. that drive you. And for each one of us, sometimes our convictions, not our intention with each other, but the way that gets fleshed out is is shaped by the other convictions that we have. And that's certainly true as we bump into other people who have other convictions, right? So I just want to avoid the reductionism of it's not just everybody, we believe in everybody's life. So like- Now can I say something that probably make you guys feel not, not like me? <laughs> yes. Brian, you could never say anything that would cause me not to. Well, we no, always may, you. May, you may or may not agree with me on this. I think that if, um, if you have- um, uh, it, it, if you're a pedophile and you've gravely harmed children or you've murdered someone, I believe you should just be killed. I don't think there's a space for you in jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I also believe, I believe, I'm a firm believer in eye for an eye. I, I believe letting somebody rot in jail for 25 years is, is sure. a waste of time. Sure. I believe that some people just don't belong here and they have yeah. proven that they don't belong here and that they should just be eliminated. Yeah. So take your two, take those two. So principles. let me ask you that. Take your those two. Where, where does that fall within your guys' world? Because that's sure. just my worldview. Is like, nah, you're useless. Bye. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead. Right. Dead. And I know that sounds horrible, but yeah, no value. You have destroyed too much. You yeah. should sure. go now. Sure. So. Gosh, man, Brian, this is like another. This is another forty-five minute conversation. Here. <laughs> well, I mean, I, right. I know it's I'm breaking right. it down to like no, very basic it, stuff because it's like, like I don't know. Well, hold on. Before hold on, you Mr. ask me on, Mr. that question, I have an interior question. I want <laughs> an antecedent. And we question. can we can do use, we, this can be a cliffhanger too. We don't have to talk. You about You know this what? Here. Let's cliffhang it. But here's here's okay. what I, I want to end with because I will absolutely forget. Is what if the values of everyone has the right to universal health care and an eye for an eye? What if those two values suddenly were in tension with each other? This is a bad example, but just put, just bear with me here. Was this what, the cliffhanger? This is the cliffhanger. Maybe. Let, let, let me see if it's actually cliff-worthy. <laughs> it might not be. We might just want to shove it off the cliff and let it die. Uh. But what if somebody made horrible life choices their whole life that led them to a place where they they needed health care? Am I even making sense? Like they, yeah, they did a lot sense. of bad things. Yeah. And they're to this point where now they need health care. Will we continue to offer them free health care? So at what point would everybody gets free health care win over an eye for an eye? Right? What do you do when those two two ideas are intention? Yeah, no, it's at the, it'll never that, that there's there comes the gray area. That's that's will never resolve itself because you're always going to have people that are going to say uh, you know all all life matters no matter what. I know this person killed seventy two people, but they they need health care and they need they need to, to sustain life. I look at it and go, no, they don't. Well, that, that's my point though. So we all have we yeah. all have convictions and there's a hierarchy of our convictions, right? Yeah. I would say this is yeah. the most important, then this, then this. And for you, justice is really important in that case, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I guess we'd call it justice. My attitude is like, no, well, you justice. were given your shot. Yes. And uh, you, you kind of took a turd on everything here. And <laughs> so you need to go. <laughs> oh, the turd rule? Yeah, we got to shoot him. But you're looking, you know, but I can I'm that. being safe in my you're, you're looking for justice. And ultimately, I would say, and we, I think this is a good cliffhanger because we probably should let this go. But that's not everybody who does 
bad things I think we'd all agree in this life get justice. Am I right? A lot of bad people thrive in this life. Yeah. Right. So where yeah. so where does where does justice? Okay, we'll come talk about justice next time. That's a good one. Justice. Justice. Hey, and I want and you to And the Justice know, League. I want you to know <laughs> Here's one of the things I like. Like we can have animated conversations. I don't take anything personally. That's one of the things we love to well, have. I thought you were. I just no, 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 no. What we'd love to have these conversations. So because that was our whole. And I'm plan. German, so when my ears get red, I'm not upset. <laughs> that's right. It's just you just I'm haven't thinking, had a drink in a while. I'm thinking. Oh, yes, that's true. Is that true why you too. put a dernbel on? All of a sudden, that's I was right. like, what's going on? That's I need my saying. boot to drink my beer. <laughs> I don't boot? know what that was. I don't know what accent <laughs> that, that was. Swedish. It wasn't even that. I don't know what. I think I need my boot. I think that was a stroke. Actually, well, we're gonna go take. Brian to the hospital. Thank you for yes. uh, listening. I don't have health care. <laughs> and, and Brian, we love you. Jared, I love you. And we can agree to disagree on some things. And that's that's all right. That's the beauty of this podcast. I love all right? you guys except that mustache. Yeah. yeah. No, I want to disagree. Yeah. I, I yes. can't. There's no. If What's the fun in agreeing all the time? Yeah. If, if you think everything's <laughs> going to button up in the end going high fives, everybody. Hey, everybody. High fives, fist pumps, and solutions. Freeze frame. That's right. <laughs> Sitcom yeah, freeze frame. It's all, it's all right. 1980s endings. That's it. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, guys, uh, we do audio freeze frames. <laughs> Ready? Here we go. Audio freeze frame in three, two. Perfect. That, I love that. That was amazing. <laughs> that was that great. That was amazing. All right. Uh, this is Christian Ease. We will see you. That's Barb Stout taking us out there. I've just named her Barb Stout. That's what we're going to do. It's Barb. You mean that's her name because she's a person. Yeah. So, hey, everybody, by the way, too, if you're listening on iTunes, give us a rating, would you? Because that way we can reach more people with Christian Ease. Go ahead and rate this podcast. Give us a rating. If you don't like this podcast, then just say it's Hollywood Anonymous. That's uh, Brian's podcast. <laughs> Um, so everybody uh, good to see you we'll see you next time and next time we'll pick up on justice yes I think we need uh, to end um, we just got picked up by a sponsor oh that's true I, I'm really excited about this I and mean, I think this is going to mean a lot we're going to we're going to remodel the studio um, we're going to get some mustache care for Dan but yeah. um, just go ahead and take a listen to this ad I, I think not only is it a wonderful company but I think it's going to be really helpful for you personally enjoy it we'll see you next time are you tired of milk toast and pedestrian prayers Do you want to communicate spiritual vitality through vocal manipulation? Then look no further than TD Dollar's powerful curriculum on having a prayer voice. This will lead you to be able to insert more justs into your prayer, to have a contrived sense of awe with every word, and to be able to say the name of the Lord every other word. But don't take my word for it. Here is a powerful life-changing testimony of someone whose life has been changed by this life-changing curriculum. Before taking Reverend Dr. T.D. Dollar's course, my prayers were natural, heartfelt, simple, and honest. But now, thanks to T.D. Dollar, my prayers are falsely dramatic, unnatural, slick, and filled with buzzwords that no one really understands. Thanks, T.D. Dollar. For only 12 easy payments of $100, this too can be yours. If you want your life changed in life-changing ways, then look no further than TD Dollar's curriculum on how to have a prayer voice. Not valid in Alaska, Canada, or any of the continental U.S. Void were prohibited. Licensed in all 50 states. TMMIITRPQ certification.